Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Something about a ball? Let's roll it, baby. We're rolling. It's, it's, oh, we're rolling. It's the TBR. It's the rolling, Report. rolling, rolling. It's the Bash Report podcast, everybody. What's up? Hey. It's Monday, the 25th. Um, you're going to hear this on Tuesday. The 26th. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, yeah, we usually don't do it this early in the week, but uh, I had uh, a little bit of a weird coincidence texting our good buddy Vince at the exact same moment that he tagged the podcast in one of his posts, literally at the same second. It was the weirdest thing because I hadn't heard from Vince in a while and uh, he was out with someone that works with my wife. It was just a really strange coincidence. And so we were like, hey, you know, I need to get you on quick. So here we are. Some things happen and some things happen for a reason. And here we are. with the- what, So I didn't even realize, not that I was going to text Vince. I mean, I text him from time to time, but I had no intent to yesterday. But I also got the tag on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that till after me and you chatted. So, yeah. It's time to have VBO on. I'm glad to have him back. It's been a while. Um, one of the OGs, originals here. Um, and, uh, had a great, he had a great trip recently and the Delta has been really good. The weather's been real crazy. You talk to some people like, oh man, I had a really rough time, but a lot of guys, the guys that know, know what they're doing, the, the, the bites there. So have him on. We'll talk about what he's doing. I know he's throwing that VBO, uh, swim jig on a Phoenix rod. I can, I can guarantee you that. He's probably drop shotting with the Dobbins. I Just doubt kidding. that. Very highly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I would think. Well, um, Ryan, before we get into anything, uh, dude, I literally just saw your post. Walk through the door on that big sled on the 250 tiller. Dude, that 250 tiller, that thing ain't no joke. Plus, it's got the trim, so like he can actually trim it up. Like He can move. That thing, uh, according to him, I haven't seen it yet. He said that thing will run 68 GPS. Oh, I don't doubt that. <clears throat> so... Yeah, dude, we had a fun day out there. My buddy Kyle Wise, headhunter sport fishing. Go look him up. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to do any kokanee fishing, um, he does trout trips, kokanee trips. He, They're catching the heck out of sturgeon right now. In fact, Diana and I are going out sturgeon fishing with him tomorrow or today as you're listening to this podcast. Must be nice. Um, Must be nice. So I had a trip of three. I had um, a grandpa, grandson, and nephew or two nephews. I'm not sure. And... If we have like three people with, you know, a kid or two kids, we'll take them on my boat. But that's just too many on on the bass boat. So we ran them. I ran a trip on my buddy Kyle's boat with him. We kind of co-captained it. And it actually worked out perfect, man. With three guys, two of us, you know, helping them, showing them the ropes. They were super green. It was nice to have him, you know, to help unhook fish and tie baits on while I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. that boat is massive. If any of you out there want to book a group trip if you got some guys from work you want to take you got a few kids you want to take hit me up because now i mean we can comfortably go bass fishing not counting kyle and myself we can take five of you at one time like comfortably it, this boat's huge so that is now an option i think the problem that- is we are booking into august so if you want to do it let me know quick because we're like over three months out well, trip me out is the way he's just standing up. And obviously, it probably wasn't too rough of a day the water looked pretty nice but he's just standing up back there with that tiller and barely moving and that and you guys were you guys were scooting we were in that video that video i mean we were probably running you know a solid 
a solid 50. And he's just sure. standing there, like totally, like it seemed super. I mean, it's a big, wide boat, super stable, but it's you don't see a lot of two fifty tillers out there unless you go up to Alaska. So pretty cool. He said it was super hard to find one. Oh, like I'm it was sure very it was. hard to locate one. Yeah, that's the yeah, dude. That thing, it it is a badass boat. I was just telling Joel before we started this. If I ever quit bass fishing, or like if I ever quit guiding, if I retire, or just you know what, decide to do something else down the road. I'm going to get a boat like that also because that boat was a really, really nice bass fishing boat. That's not a bass boat. Yeah. So yeah, super dope, super dope, super dope. Uh, yeah. Business, uh, Phoenix rods, obviously events. We're going to be talking about that. So we got Phoenix rods, uh, stage shop, gun shop, coyote bait and tackle. Um, always there, always there for me. Always there for everybody here in the Bay area. Go check them out. Ten uh, percent off for Patreons at both Stage Stop and and uh, Cowdy Bait and Tackle. If you're a Patreon, you can go to the Bass Dot Report on the web. Uh, there's a bunch of links there. Uh, you can buy a hat. You can help us on the Patreon. You can get all of the uh, episodes on there, going all the way back to the old days. Uh, that's all for that. And I'm just super excited about this Saturday, man. Not gonna lie to you, I didn't. I did not get out this this weekend. I was gonna go and and pre fish and really pre fish, just go out and fish. I haven't been to the Delta at all, and uh, but it just didn't work out. But something, and it's rare that that I'm that I'm like something better happened. But I I got to teach the, the the littlest one. He 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 came up on Sunday and he's like, I want these training wheels off my bike. He's four, and so I said, you How proud did that make? You, you don't have to tell me twice. And this is second my second go around. And this kid had it, no no joke, 15 minutes with me helping push him. And then within a half hour, he's he's literally getting himself going, getting on those pedals, and he's riding around the neighborhood. So I was pretty proud, Pop. It was cool. That made that made my night seeing that. I, I, I'm like, Diana, look it. Look those it. Are, and the thing is, that's a memory that and it usually only it has real quick, and it's one of those ones you never forget as a father or a parent. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, and the kid just took to it. Like a like a fish to water, and he may or may not remember it, but you will remember that forever, unless you end up getting like Alzheimer's or something. Well, that's hopefully that doesn't happen. But yes, this well, I'm is just, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, of course, that yes. was awesome. That, that was a shitty joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was. I feel really bad. That's, that's my that kind. Of, it's my kind of joke. Um, yeah, so I was excited about that. But I'm I am really looking forward to this Saturday. A lot of guys have already hit me up, so they're going to be there. Um, Old Duke Stain's going to be out there. A uh, bunch, of, bunch of guys on Instagram. Uh, so looking forward to getting out there, fishing. Hey, Joel. Some, yeah. If they're new to the podcast this week, what is this Saturday? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so this Saturday we got a, we got a little meet-up, a little meet-and-greet. Uh, biggest bass. Um, just going to go and see who can get the big one, bring one back. If you're on a kayak, you can bring your board, measure it, weigh it, whatever you need to do. Well, you're going to have to weigh it. So bring a scale. Um, and take a picture of it on scale. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Try to do it as best you can where people aren't going to be like, well, I don't know, because I'm going to have to post these pictures. If, yeah, if you and are, we don't want to deal with any drama. If you're, if you're thing, a kayak guy and you win, you better make sure you take some good pictures you, and some good video. Your butt covered. That's right. Um, I, I will print out a couple of identifiers, like 10 of them, just so we have them, just in case, just to be safe. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I don't know how many people are going to show up. I've talked to a few. I'm probably going to put something up this week. Just a little poll. Uh, try to get a count. I talked to you. Maybe I'll put up a uh, what's it called uh, Google 
form or something where guys can just be like, hey, yeah, I'm planning on being out there. If they don't show up, big deal. But um, we can throw it up on our Instagrams too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And then right. you guys want to just check in there. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be fun. I know. I don't know if there's any big derbs this weekend. I'm hoping there isn't. I mean, I I know they just had the the new gen. I know one is going to be up at Clear Lake. There's if another, there's a no, derby there's an up there, like we'll let them blast off and get out of the way because we'll just let them roll. Yeah. And this is, for everyone listening, this is this coming Saturday, um, and it's going to be out of Lads. Out and of Lads. we're going to try to meet up somewhere around up 6, 6 a.m. Yeah, show up yeah. at 6 a.m., um, check in, say what's up, and then you guys can head out whenever. Uh, be back at what, what do we say, Ryan, 2.30? back it's not like yeah, hard and fast. I think we'll do two thirty. This two thirty, not hard and fast. You know, there's yeah. gonna be no one and there. Bring, no one's checking anything. Just be there before three at least, and Try bring a twenty dollar bill for reasons. For reasons, and then uh, yeah, just to see who can catch the big fish. And really, it's just to I just want to hang out with some guys and say what's up and show our appreciation for you guys listening and have some damn fun. That's what we want to meet you. Those of you who, have, who we haven't met, we want to meet you. Yeah. Those of you who we have met. If you're cool, then we want to hang out with you again. Yes, sir. I'm excited, dude. Right on. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm bringing um, Diana. Yes, you are bringing Diana. I'm uh, bringing my man Ben. Um, he's gonna go out there. Hopefully, he can catch him because uh, we are talking about me here. So the last time Diana and I fished the Delta, actually, we went out with Christian. It's been over a year ago now, and she got hit in the face with a coot doing about 40 across Frank's track, like broker glasses. I've so, been real close. Never actually been yeah. hit, but I've been real, real close. I've hit a couple with the trolling motor. I impaled one of them. There was blood everywhere. It was disgusting, but I've never been hit in the face. Actually happened on it, Clear Lake. It's too. actually a really funny story behind that, but we don't have time for it. I ducked and missed one at Clear Lake too. The last time I was up there. That's one thing I love about you. You're so agile and, and nimble. Well, I was like reflexes. We both like a we, cat. It was me. It was I was with Nick Welton and me. We both just shot our heads out to the gunnels of the boat, and this thing shot right between us. It's pretty. These coots are getting out of control. Damn coots, mud hands, coots, and sea lions. We need to go shoot them all. Yeah, shoot them all. I mean, I don't recommend it. I'm just saying we need to. Not that you should. So like you should, but I just I can't sent, say that. Publicly. I just sent Vince the uh, deal. Hopefully, he's going to be calling in here any second, <clears> and. Uh, so we're not going to do a mother load report guys just know the lakes are good now's the time to get out the fishing's easy go have some fun yeah ryan's what you get ryan's got an early morning tomorrow we're going to try to uh to keep this one uh nice short and sweet give you a good delta report uh we're going to get ready for this weekend and uh take a little time between this one and next week so it'll probably be late next week um well it's going to probably have to be wednesday night so it'll come out next not not this Thursday, but next right. Thursday will be the next episode, probably. Oh, while we're waiting for Vince, I got a message from Brian Cox today. Yeah. Our boys, Brian and Kevin. And Brian is driving his son across country to Florida to drop him off for college. And he sends me a video like of the Bass Report play. And he's like, yep, this is what we're doing for the next, <laughs> well, however long it takes to get there. He's like, and we are loving it. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool when, like, straight up hammers listen and and they're enjoying it so because we really don't focus towards the the guy i mean we we do focus on you know trying to help people that are new into it but give a good report and that's kind of been the 
the aim since we started, and I think we're still we're keeping that going. So I'm I'm just I'm really happy to have Vince back on. I I can't wait till he gets on here to talk about this and just talk about I'm what's stoked. going on with the Delta man. Vince Borges, the Delta legend, the father of Phoenix, the co- the, the Phoenix Godfather, the bass snatching brother. I don't. I Did you hear that? Did you hear that, that horn? <laughs> is that is that Elliot? Yeah, that's Elliot over in the side of the house. <laughs> you put a horn on his bike. I love that. I know. I don't know whose bike. He's got a little bell. He's got one of the little ringadings. He's already jacking the neighborhood kids' bikes. Maybe <laughs> he's mean, the Debo of the neighborhood. The, the, My bike now, fool. He's 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 the kind of kid that's gonna be like that. Like he's he's not shy. He'll be like, "Oh, let me borrow this right quick. And take this." <laughs> so yeah, I'll ride. bring it back whenever I'm done with it. <laughs> dude, I wonder what Vince is up to. Oh, dude, before yeah, before Vince comes on, what a crazy tournament! Uh, I'm not gonna talk about it too much because that place is gonna get blown up, and it's we, dude. I hate that they had that there. Yeah. That's gonna mm. and. I just congrats to uh, Nick Salvucci. I mean, that guy absolutely wrecked shop at that place, bro. He catches them everywhere he goes. He's one of those guys. that does not matter where he's at wrecked shop. And dude, Nick Cloutier, big round of applause, man. Second, second, second place. God, that guy is, uh, he's so due. Um, like I said, congrats to Nick. I, I, I was, Really hoping my man Cloutier could pull that one off. Um, but now, once uh, again, hell of a show, Nick, hell of a show. And Nick, kudos to you, dude. I've been around this a long time, and you've got your Delta rats, and that's all they can fish. That's it. Mm-hmm. You've proven that it doesn't matter where you go; you're going to go catch them. You are, as Joel would say, you're very fishy. Yeah, no, he's uh, and a hell of a nice dude. Um, he was right there on the doorstep, man. I guess he missed a couple and. And uh, Salvucci didn't, so that's that's where it landed. But uh, and another, a, yeah, heck of a derb, man. That 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 lake is crazy. We'll talk about it later. There he is. Oh, Mr. Oh. Vince. Oh, we were sorry. We were talking about you. Yeah. If you uh, yeah go ahead yeah, and hang up and call us talking about, about it later. We're, we're almost done <laughs> talking trash, Vince. You, you ever seen a grown man cry? <laughs> Several times. Several times. I guide for a living. You know how big fish have been lost in my boat? (laughs) No doubt. uh. (laughs) What's going on, guys? Vince, so happy to have you back on, man. I was talking at how weird it was when I hit you up uh, yesterday. And it, oh my said, gosh, we sent that at the same exact moment. <laughs> Weird, exact moment. That was funny as that. And we hadn't you talked. Joke, you're, like, you're not going to believe. I said, we hadn't happened. talked in a while. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen a whole lot of posts from you on Instagram. And I don't I know, know. I don't know what it was, man. But uh, it was like, yeah, we need to get him on as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was. I don't know if that was coincidence or. Or something uh, divine, or you know, who knows? But fake. Just Well, we and me and Ryan have been talking about though recently. Though we wanted to have you back on. Um, It's you know, it's that time of year uh, on the Delta. It has been for a while. The weather's been kind of back and forth, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, before we get into that, how you been? Uh, What's new in the world of you and and uh, and Phoenix? and, and, And just give us the news. I'm, I'm I'm doing great. I was just before I called in, read that Twitter accepted Elon Musk's offer, and now I'm waiting for mine. <laughs> uh, he hasn't called yet, but you know it's uh, it's something that uh, you know I'm looking forward to seeing his name pop up on my phone. Yeah, but 
you know, it's it's all good. Forty four billion dollars. My goodness, that's a. <laughs> The, the, the crazy part is they. That's is, a lot of money. The crazy part is they. They were like, huh, I don't know. Is ten percent premium really? Should we let him do it if he's going to make it free speech? I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, they, they thought they were going to fight him. They fought him for a whole what three days? Yeah. And the shareholders <laughs> and then, were like, said, "Okay." The shareholders were like, said, okay. "We're going to hang you." <laughs> let him. Yeah. Buy it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, Pretty Vince. much. So. So once he does a massive takeover on the fishing industry, hopefully nobody, you know, hangs me or anybody else no, that he decides no. to go ten percent over on. But but things are great, guys. I mean, the the industry's still booming. Uh if I could get product as fast as the industry is growing, mm-hmm. it would be even better. You know, yeah, but I, I, I guess imagine. that's uh that's not just a fishing industry issue. So, you know, it's it's something that uh, we're all dealing with at this time. So Hey Vince. Yeah. Before yes, I forget, and I'm going to get in trouble, Diana says to tell you Uh-oh. why. She was trying to yell across from oh. the living room, but you didn't hear her. <laughs> Hi, Diana. How are hey, you? Hi, Diana. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I had to get that yeah, out of the way. Yeah. She's, she's no, that's, that's a, you, first things first, man. She's a big fan. First things first. She's a big fan, like we all are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. We're all, uh, we're all big fans, but Vince. I was just trying to. I was giving you nicknames: the Delta Legend. The, um, the father of Phoenix, the uh, Bass Snatch and Borges. Yes, I like Bass Snatch and Borges. That's three. I've, hey, Joel, heard, your turn. Heard, Ready, uh, go. I've heard several. I've heard several nicknames. Well, I'm trying but, to keep uh, it positive, though. Somebody, I, I even got a shirt that says the Rod Father. Oh, that's like the one. That. That's the one. I like that. I think that's the one that, uh, <laughs> who was the one that posted that recently? The Rod Father. It was, uh. <laughs> Damn it. Juan Acosta, I think, had that on there. The Rod Father. No. Yeah, you guys you guys had yeah. a good day, what, a month ago or so? Yeah, you did. It has been a it's been a few weeks, but yeah, but uh we we went out, we we smashed him up pretty good and he let me catch one and you know, it ended up being a, a nine and a half pounder, so I, I was sure pretty nice grateful one. for him to, uh, you know, allow me to set the hook and that's always nice and to have fun too. I mean, I, I watched him put on a show. I I should have been the cameraman that day because uh, <laughs> everywhere everywhere we went, he was he was smashing one over five, one over six. You know, wow, <laughs> sounds like it was, it was a fun day. Yep, as but, long but the as the boats around him, like it's always that. a good day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. You know, I I. I uh, my clients have been smashing them on the North Delta, on the South Delta. Just the bite's been uh, been really good, you know. And and you're right; it's that time of year where, I mean, the fish are locked. The, there's a lot of fish on beds. Um, a lot of fish you still still see roaming, cruising, and you can tell they're not spawned because they look like me, you know, just big rounding, <laughs> flailing through the water, you know. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's in all phases and, and I think it's going to be that way at least for, you know, another 20, 30 days a month, maybe I've, I've seen it go into June where you'll be going along and all of a sudden, Hey, there's a fish on a bed on the Delta, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just as, depends on where you're at on the Delta and, and, uh, you know, the water temps and high current areas, uh, or, or where they can get into some of the backwater sloughs, uh, as, as far as to how long they're going to spawn, you know? Well, I'm, I'm right. curious. My one of my big questions, besides just the general bite, is uh, the way the weather's been up and down, up and down, rain, dry, heat, cold, mm-hmm. and uh, how, how have you kind of how, how have you 
I guess the, the question I, I'm asking is, how do you navigate that when the weather is so up and down and they don't really settle into any specific pattern? You know, it's uh, it's it's a difficult one, even for somebody like me that's out there on on the daily. Um, and, and I could give you a, a prime example. You know, I did a guide trip on uh, on Thursday or Thursday, yeah, Thursday out on the Delta, and we smashed them with swim baits. And uh, then Friday, I ran up north, and I did a northern trip because a, a gentleman wanted to catch some stripers as well. And we caught, we caught, you know, half a dozen, eight stripers or something like that, but all, all smaller fish, barely keepers. But, uh, the, the big, the big bass up there started smashing the swim bait. So, uh, I fished a tournament with my son yesterday and I'm like, we're going to go in here and crush him. You know? <laughs> right. Well, guess what happened yesterday? It warmed up a little bit, which I was expecting, but it was flat calm. So the area where I was smashing him on a swim bait turned to glass. And I could see some of the fish cruising around and we did catch, you know, a limit of fish, but nothing like the size we were getting. And, um, it, it took, uh, it took me a little while to try to figure out the bite. And, you know, by then it was like a little, a little too soon or a little too late, I guess you could say. And right. I watched one guy pull in into the area and he stayed way out further than me and threw a frog and stuck at eight and a half. And I was like, okay, <laughs> now I know what's going on, you know? But uh, <laughs> I mean, is that is that the yeah, deal? So, is know, that the deal when it's there's sl- all those variables that that go into play there? So yeah, I mean, when it slicks off like that, is that kind of one of the deals? They just move off a little bit. Um, well, in in some of the areas I'm fishing, I'm fishing a lot of big grass flats. Mm-hmm. Which uh, when when you have that much grass, you have a lot cleaner water than you do per se on the rest of the delta. Um, so with with uh, with clear water any kind of a little bit of a chop will help a little bit with the bite. You know, those fish feel a little more secure for whatever mm. uh, reason, you know, from overhead prey cause, or I should say, you know, birds and things of that nature. So they just, they just feel a little bit more secure if they get some ripple over their head in that, that shallow clear water. And mm-hmm. uh, they were, they were looking back at me as I was looking at them. So <laughs> I tell my clients all the time, yeah. Vince, unless I'm sight fishing, there is no mm-hmm. other time that a little bit of wind does not help you. Exactly. That you're you're 100 correct. Yep. Yeah. And 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 with the flat calm, we did we did catch a couple of small bed fish. You know, nothing that would have helped, but it was fun to play with them and put them back, and they went right back to the bed. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Sight fishing, you 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 do want that day like yesterday, and and uh, you know maybe maybe I should have went and did that but i'm not i'm not one that's uh big on uh on bed fishing uh tournaments and stuff like that you know what i mean i i think those fish are there for our feature and you know and and it's not to say that if somebody goes out and catches a big one on a bed in a tournament hey you know more power to them they're doing what they do mm-hmm. but uh i myself i i try to leave those fish alone I'll, I'll catch them if i'm out with a client or if i'm out fun fishing we're going to catch a big fish and and uh, like I said, and you've seen it, Ryan. You put them back, and not even five minutes later, half the time they're they're back down and on the bed and finishing off what they were doing, you know. Yeah. Yep. So as opposed to taking them, and 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 I know it's such a controversial topic. You know, do you take a fish away from a bed uh, just to take pictures at the end of the day, or yeah. you know, throw them in your live well for a tournament, or? But uh, yeah, but I, I'm one of those guys. I, I I try to leave them alone for the most part. I mean, you think they they do got to do their thing. I mean, 
even if you let them go mm-hmm. afterward, yeah, you're going to stress that fish out. But hopefully those eggs right. in there are still they're still viable. They're still doing what they're supposed to do, and you let them go at whatever right. whatever launch that you put in at. That girl's going to find the first buck she comes across, and hopefully does the thing. You know, right? Yeah, you hope. Yeah, anyway. no, for you sure, hope, for right? sure. Yeah, you hope. And and you and like I said, when you catch a fish. You could tell whether they're still full of eggs or whether they spawned out and now they're there to protect the nest or, mm-hmm. you know, and we've, we've even seen fish rolling together, you know, so like, oh, look at them, sit there and watch them a little bit and, and move on. But, uh, yeah, I love, I love this time of year though. Cause man, just when you think like a fishery, it's either, you know, going down in quality a little bit or whatever. And then all of a sudden the spawn rolls around and it's like, oh, look at that 10 pounder. There's a 12 pounder. There's yeah. a nine pounder. You know, you start seeing all these big fish again. And it's like, okay, maybe I'm the one that needs to adjust, not the fishery, you know? Right, right. But, well, uh, yeah, yeah but you just see so many giants. A lot of guys will uh, say, well, there's this time of year. They're, they're not as big as they used to be, or there's not as many. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I, yeah. I follow a lot more people now than I used to. Four years ago, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I see mm-hmm. plenty of people posting lots of big fish. I mean, not a ton, right. over, ton right. not a ton over ten pounds, but they're there. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing everybody used to ask me. You know, what's the difference between the Delta and Clear Lake? They're both such great fisheries, and I, I used to tell them, well, you know, the Clear Lake's going to have a better average quality, mm-hmm. but the Delta is going to have an overall bigger fish. You know, big fish in a delta is usually going to be a bigger than the big fish in a tournament at Clear Lake. Uh, but it, it got to where the delta for I, I I'm at I'm at 89 fish over 10 pounds in my that's, my that's incredible ca- my my very my very short career. Oh, my so goodness. but I've been stuck at number 89 for almost three years now. So wow. it's bugging me. You know what I mean? I started to take some personal issues here with it. Whereas before I'd get you know, one to a dozen in a year, and and I haven't had one. I've had a ton of the nine, like like with the with with the one the other day. You know, stuck a nine and a half. But the the so I'm in my mind. I'm like, what's happening with the bigger fish on the delta? You know, it- and are they are they starting to to deplete out because of all the spray? And is the the environment starting to affect the fishery that we all love? You know. Yeah. And, uh, and then you, then you start seeing them cruising around and swimming around and, and you just know that one's well over 10. And, you and know. so you're, I mean, you're seeing uh, fish that you know are well over 10. You've, you've had enough of them in oh, your yeah. hands. So, you oh, know, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Biggest one I've seen so far this year, I could tell it was a, a, in the low teens, um, you know, 13, maybe 14 pounds, but. Uh, it was it was just massive. I thought it was a huge carp until that was swimming away from me slowly until it turned sideways. And then I about jumped out of the boat on trying to catch it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's still so many big fish. And look at yesterday's tournament. Yeah, for the the new gen. Mm-hmm. You know, good good old Jigs Ben. He's been around longer than me, and he goes out and sticks thirty nine pounds, drops yeah. almost a forty pound bag. Incredible. You know, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, the Delta, the Delta is alive and healthy. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, my clients have been averaging between 20 and 26, 27 pound bags every trip. So, uh, it's, it's there. It's health. It's, it's to me, it's fishing better this year than it has in, in previous years. So who knows, maybe this year will be number 90 finally, well, you know, or, 
Well, Saturday, I, I Saturday, said if I could get to 100 before I die, but I don't know now. <laughs> Saturday, I'm hoping with Ryan. Saturday, I'm hoping for number one, Vince. So you should be happy with what you're 89. Number one. Oh, well, then let's go. I'm looking, I for my first, I'm looking for my first DD over here. <laughs> it's there. I've seen it. I had, to, I had to drive all the way to Don Pedro one day just to take pictures of uh, of a 17 and a half pounder. Just a you know phenomenal fish, but. But uh, that's that's another lake that used to used to kick out a lot, a lot of 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 pounders. And and, uh, you know, it wasn't even that long ago. You you and Ryan should talk about that. It wasn't that that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And they are still there. They're there in all of them. They are still there. Our motherlode lakes have giants and they have a lot of them. They are. They have not gone Mm -hmm. anywhere. They're just right. They're not in areas that we can target them. I think we've talked about it, but a lot of it has to do with low water. But make no mistake, right. yeah. there it we're going to have upswings. They've always, they've always, and I'm sure you've seen the delta do this. I don't know the delta hardly at all. It all cycles, but you see these cycles go through. Yeah, yeah, they all they all cycle. I, yeah. I you know what I'm curious about, and this is I've just fallen. There's one specific, and I talk about it a lot. The aquatic biologist. Um, He's a he's a biologist. Went to Georgia. I believe he went to Georgia, University of Georgia, and uh, he talks about the the in, in a in a healthy environment with a lot of feed, a a small bass, uh, you know, a hatchling bass in four years can get up to seven pounds. And that's being conservative. It. Now, I'm wondering how yeah. how how old some of these you see you see teeners, and a lot of guys think, well, that's a really old bass, but in reality, if they were just feeding up really well, that could only be a four or five year old bass if it was fed the right things and it had the right genetics. Correct, and and that's you, you just said the right thing, fed the right thing. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago that DFG stopped doing their trout plant mm-hmm. uh, in almost all the lakes, and um, and when they were doing the trout plants, I mean, some of these lakes were just kicking out phenomenally huge bass. You know, especially down in Southern California and. You know, when, when was the last time we saw a fish like Dottie? You know, I think yeah. Dottie was the last one. You know, right. and that's that's been years and years. And uh, you know, their their diet of what they're feeding on is probably what what helps change that environment that they live in for them. You know, they before they were feeding on on a lot of trout, and and we all know what kokanee and trout do for a bath. You know, but well, yeah, uh, yeah, Trinity. <clears throat> Oh gosh! You you said you weren't going to say. Sorry, I didn't say anything. I just coughed. Trinity. Oh Oh, man. God. How about those footballs? Sorry, dude. We got to talk about it. It's not like I'm I'm letting the cat out of the bag here, dude. That that was stupid. Those those are Clear Lake fish. They look just like Clear Lake fish. Identical. They they do. But Trinity, the one thing Trinity, uh, Clear Lake has a lot of Northerns in it still, but it has a lot of Florida strain in it. But Trinity is all northern strain largemouth. See, the, and they just, I, I thought, they just get I big, that. fat, and smallmouth. <laughs> they look like they look. God, they just look like footballs with tails on them. And I it's and a, I love catching it's a four northern. Pound that's mouth like, and a bass that's that why I visit seven. the North Delta a lot. You know, on uh, on Saturday's guide trip, uh, we we caught probably fifteen fish over four between four and, and six pounds and they were all northerns and they were all big and fat like that, but not not Trinity style fat, you know, but they're just 
they're a shorter breed of fish. They weigh more. They're you know for their their size, and they they just look awkward to me. <laughs> they don't look I've, like a delta bass, you know. I've talked about like a, this like with a big Joel. spot. They don't. They only grow so right. much in length, but then they start growing in girth. Right, and I've 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 talked about this with Joel. I've got a buddy out here five miles from my house that just has a little private pond. And I mean, little pond, it's, it's, it's probably maybe an acre. Right. And oh, yeah. well, not even two years ago, it's been like 18 months ago he put in and I, I, I didn't believe him, but he literally showed me pictures of the day they put these fish in. There was no, there was no bass in there. It, it, it was empty. They filled it up with water. He ordered 100 Northern strain, largemouth bass mm-hmm. between 12 and 14 inches. It's been 18 months since we have caught. I'm not, I'm not, and I didn't know this was possible. Now he is feeding them trout pellets, which is just pure protein, right? Right. And right. He feeds them twice a day. They're feeding good. Like we've already caught bass that weigh over four pounds on a scale in 18 months. In 18 months. I, I did not even realize that was possible. And these North and, and yeah. it was funny. I saw these pictures from Trinity and I, I even being a full-time guide, I have, Sometimes I have trouble distinguishing between a northern, between a northern and a Florida, and I know we have a lot of now crossbreeds in the mother right. load. I've always been told, you know, well, breeds. it's it's a hundred percent all crossed now. It, but, it, it, I've heard that too, just because they've stopped planting Florida bass for for the most part, you know. Right. But I so. looked at those Trinity bass. I looked at some of the pictures, and I'm zooming in on the fish, and I'm going, though those have to be northern strain. Like those do not look like a. I mean, they got the little mouth, right? It's got a four-pound yeah, mouth, yeah. and the fish weighs seven. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, okay, yeah. at least I know something here. I was confused. Yeah, to my to, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think they've ever planted uh, Florida's in in Trinity, and and a lot of it has to do with you know Florida, and 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 that's why you know on on the Delta, I'll, I'll switch to the North Delta in the late fall because. The, the northern strain are less affected by weather trends, you know. So if it's cold, you can still go catch bass. Whereas if it if it, you got a cold front move through, those Florida strain just go, er, you know, lock up, done. So well, that that's, pretty much that's, answered that's, my that's why I make that that adjustment, you know. So can we talk a little bit? Because I mean, you've been doing this for so long, Delta and Lakes. Like you've like you've been at this a couple years a long now, time. Yeah. and. I mean, not just how cold cold fronts affect them, but can you talk just a little bit? And this is something that's kind of become old school. People don't talk about it, but can you talk just northern strain bass behavior versus Florida strain, whether it be a lake and the Delta combined type of thing? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, most of what I have, you know, when I was younger, gosh, I'd read all the reports, I'd read books and and, you know, anything that told me about a bass, I would read it. And now it seems like most of my knowledge that I have is self-taught, whether right or wrong. It's just my opinion. You know what I mean? But uh, with uh, with a northern strain, <clears throat> excuse me, they're they're feeding on the same same exact feed as a, a Florida strain. You know, on on the Delta, they're feeding on crawdads. They're feeding on on bluegill. They're feeding on shiner shad. You name it, just as the regular. Florida strain would be, mm-hmm. but, uh, the, the Northern strain, 
I'm still catching them. Whereas, you know, the springtime, I'll catch all the Florida strain bass I want on the shallow flats. They're up there to spawn. They're up there to do their thing. And then boom, they're gone with the Northern strain. I could still get them in December in three feet of water, you know, and and they're just in the colder water. Do they stay a lot more aggressive also? Oh yeah. They fight. They pull hard. They feel like a river fish where you're, it's something that's used to fighting current, you know, and you'll, you'll catch a three or four pounder and, and just in fighting it, you're like, I think this guy's going to break me off before I can land him. You know, right? <laughs> he's, he's swimming through grass and he's pulling hard. I mean, they don't, they don't take off fast and then burst and then die out. It's a, it's a fight to the end to get some of these fish in, mm-hmm. right. you know, and, and my client just, uh, on Saturday, I'm like, keep lifting, keep lifting, keep reel down to the board, keep lifting. Cause this fish is just digging and digging and digging to get away, you know, into the bottom. And he's only got three feet of water and I still can get him to get him up high enough to get a net on half of them. Right. But, uh, he's like, man, these fish are strong. And you know, by, by three thirty, he's like, Vince, I don't, I don't think I can make another cast. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. It's time to go in anyway. That's <laughs> you know? a, that That's but, a good problem to have right there. That's, that's a fun trip, you know? And that's like uh, bass and, thumb to where it's raw. That was a good day. Exactly. Exactly. And man, let me tell you, I've had, uh, Ten out of the last eleven days on the water, my hands look like bass. Um, my my fingers and and I'll tell you something else not to do. Don't don't you know all these bait glues that are on the market for soft plastics? Mm-hmm. Don't 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 ever buy them and use them. Don't be cheap. Just go buy some more plastic. Because I was running out of the plastic swim baits I was throwing, and I thought, oh, I got this bait glue that I picked up. You know, I've never tried it. And, I've, I've used mend it in the past, you know, and mend it mm-hmm. is a reaction with a plastic that bonds it together. But I bought this other brand that's pretty popular. It's the only other brand out there. Mm-hmm. And I used it. And, and let me tell you, it's like liquefied, watered down super glue. The minute it hit my fingers, oh, they were yeah, stuck. You're, and you're done for the day. Yeah. It's a pain. And they the were life. stuck. I couldn't get my two fingers apart <laughs> instantly. Oh, like, wow. Bond. It was instant. Bam. I'm like, oh my God, I put my hand in my water and I had to use my other hand to try and pry my two fingers apart. And I was like, what the, <laughs> what the heck was that? You they, know? Just, they just took gorilla. It was they the just funniest took- thing. My son's laughing at me <laughs> and I'm just like, my fingers are glued together. Oh, and it didn't gosh. take but a half a second. You know, and it was all it was was a little bit that, because like I said, it's like a super liquidy. So I, I went to blip a dab thinking it would be more of a jowl and it went straight all over the plastic and all over my hand and so I feel I still feel like I'm wearing some kind of a weird glove on my fingers that won't wash off. But yeah, so it's re- but, yeah. rebranded. Get that up with other, other than just time. Re- rebranded super glue. Yeah, it is rebranded. All right, man, that stuff would hold better than liquid nails or something. But there we go with our ADD off topic again of Northern and Florida strain. You know, but uh, it, growing growing up, all I fished was the lakes uh, more so than the Delta when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so our lakes, we used to, our, our bass clubs, tournament organizations, you know, they would donate certain quantities of Florida strain largemouths for plants, you know, and, uh, we, we did a tournament called golden state adopt a lake, uh, that we used to do years and years ago, um, where a portion of those tournament proceeds, uh, you know, were, were donated back into buying, Florida strain largemouth to put in the lakes. Um, and, and it, and it helped. I mean, it was a tremendous spike in, in bigger fish, you know, and, and that's where we started to see some of those high teen fish. 
uh, because in my, you know, Northern strain, I think the biggest Northern strain you'll ever see is maybe a 10 pounder. You know, you see right. a lot in the six, seven, eight, nine pound range, but rarely do you see one over 10 pounds. Right. And when we planted those straight Florida's, that's when you started seeing that 18, 19, 20 pounders. Um, but now with, with all of them being crossbred, I don't think, I think the days of us seeing uh, a teen or fish is done. The high teens, that is, you know. I, I don't think we're going to see as one. As far as the Delta or the lakes or both? The lakes or the Delta, you know, um, because uh, again, our lakes are, are more of a, a hybrid breed now, a crossover right. of Florida and, and Northerns to where they're just not going to get that big no matter, no matter what they eat, I don't think. But that's again, that's a it's my opinion. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but you know, no, I, I'm not we, laughing. We've I'm taken away it. some of that, Sorry. some of that food source. You like your buddy? He's hand feeding them protein pellets, so he might he might get one. But but he planted northern, so man, I'd like to fish that pond in about two years when all those northerns are five, six, seven pounds, and just it's not it's not going to take rotten. long, Vince. And and just like you it's said, not, I, I went out like there it. the other day. And we're getting ready to set up, you know, like a kids fishing class camp for four hours on a Saturday where we teach them how to tie mm -hmm. knots, how to rig a bait, you know, bass behavior, that kind of stuff. Show them the basics and then give them an hour to go out and catch some fish and put it into action. Like just to right. get kids hooked on fishing. So I go out there occasionally just to check out his pond. We're doing some things to it. He made some awesome adjustments out there as far as putting grass in, gravel in making it bigger and mm -hmm. like we go out there to catch a few fish just to see how they're doing how active they are if they're ready for the kids that kind of stuff and uh right dude i went out there middle of winter we went out there and caught a few and they pulled pretty hard you know but i'm it's a shallow pond it's super super cold i went out there the other day and caught four or five just to check on them dude these things i mean three three and a half pound fish literally just pulling so like harder than a spotted bass almost i could not believe it they were they so do strong. yeah so yeah strong. they are they are <laughs> um, that's why they, they get big and round and i think it's all muscle dude there there's something about those northern strain like a, a part of me loves so the the actual fisherman part of me loves that 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 they put florida strain in our reservoirs because we are going to see bigger bass but another right. part of me wishes that I had just straight northern strain that stay more aggressive, that don't mind the cold fronts, that don't mind the weather changes, that'll bite a crankbait right. and a yep. ripbait all winter long, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because, dude, I, I'm i the type, I mean, I love a real big bass. You know, I've, I, I've caught my share of them over the years, but I really, really like three to seven pound bass, you know? Like, I really like yeah. solid, yeah. healthy fish. This is right. a, this yeah, is a, no, for sure. I had a conversation with uh, Steve Cooper, does in deep on the Delta, fishing with him. We mm -hmm. we geeked out just talking about when when they f not first planted, but when there was plants of like F ones or they weren't even hybrids; they were actual just Florida strains, and that Pure was like strain. a regular thing. Yeah, and it kept that right. they kept those genes in that in the Delta for for. A number of years and then they stopped mm -hmm. and so now i mean 
you still definitely still have all the Florida strains in the South. That's just that's just the way it is. Like you said, up north there's there's more of the the northern strains. And we we just like geeked out talking about how long does it take before those pure strains kind of kind of leach out of of the population. And this is something right. and, and I've right. thought about this for months now is getting somebody on like I said, I've had the aquatic biologist guy on and just talking about you know, fish genetics, but specifically mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. California and some of these storied waters, be it Clear Lake or the Delta or, you know, what was actually planted and why and, and what are we looking at and how, how much does the right. how much does the population get diluted? You know, I mean it's just it's just fun to think about, yeah. talk about Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Related, for sure. But, but I, you geek out on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well and it can provide some some good info, I mean. You know, as far as can you imagine if if the state of California had a fisheries department like what they have in Texas? In te- I was going to say in Texas, they longer program. About this on the podcast, I mean, it would, it would be you incredible. know, it would be it would be phenomenal just because we have the seasons here. We have the the high protein fish plants here in kokanee or trout, and could, and to have just pure strain genes that that trail back from one peener to the next peener to the next, you know what i mean right <laughs> and we 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 would we would have crushed a world record a long time ago you know i mean um, is it rayburn where they're where they've really gone hard as far as the oh yeah the most of the most of those texas lakes but rayburn is, is, a, is a prime example yeah. of of you know the the use of the share lunker program and mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they, beyond, to be honest, they, they use those fish for breed stock, but they're also releasing those fish mm-hmm. back into the system and releasing the, the, the babies and everything too. It's not like they keep those fish in, in right. you know, I do. And that's the main year. thing. They, uh, I'm going to cut you off real quick, them. but I, I think this is important for people out there to understand, especially from somebody that, that knows this stuff, that's studied this stuff, that's been around it for a while. Okay, so everybody thinks, and you always hear, oh, well, if you catch a big bass, release it so somebody else can catch it. But can you talk about, like, genetics and and why a bass gets big and how rare it is for a bass to get that big and how important it is to keep those genetics in the water, like why you don't keep a big bass? Well, it, it is genetics. Everything everything in life, I mean, look at a, a giant buck compared to every other black-tailed buck. Something, some genetics and people just make that person bigger, more muscular, whatever, you know what I mean? Taller, fatter. And, and it's the same way with every living thing. So the fishery, if you were to take the genetics of all these giant bass and keep them going in the system, instead of letting that fish die out after just a few spawns, you know, just keep the, that same genetic strain of fish going, uh, man, that's, it's like, it's like messing with science if you think about it. You know, we're right. creating it's almost these, it's almost kind of like alien people, fish. Yeah. It's almost kind of like why people pay, you know, mil- millions of dollars to have their horse bred by a certain yeah. stud horse, yeah. right? And guess because, what guess what you get in that million you get a vial. <laughs> <laughs> you get a glass vial for a million dollars. Vial is skeet. But it's, but that's a that's a great example, you know, of of how genetics works. And it works in animals. It works in every living thing. Is 
you know, with with Texas and their their Sri Lanka program, they're they're utilizing those genetics of of certain types of fish, fish because not all fish. If if every bass was going to grow to ten pounds in its day, we'd be having a ton of ten pounders. Right. But there's something that that makes one bass grow to 12, 13, 14 pounds, but not every bass gets that big. And, and, and it's not all the, the, the matter of, you know, them being prey to, you know, other wildlife or, or human take, or, you know what I mean? They They don't have the chemical structure to get that big. Yeah. They just don't get that big. Right. So, so when you do catch a big fish, especially one over 10 pounds, you sure do want to release it. And that's, you know, the beauty of uh, how many in the old days did somebody catch a, a 9, 10, 11, 12 pounder and it went on a wall back in oh, the yeah. day. You know, now now you got all these replicas and and whatnot that you could do. And, you know, so hopefully hopefully a lot of people take advantage of that. And, you know, unfortunately well, for hunters, when, when they shoot a big game, it's it's, it's done. But, right, uh, yeah. you know, with, with bass, <laughs> we can catch them. We can get the enjoyment out of it and we can put it back and let that fish continue it it's you know well but but fishing, ability yeah. to help that that fishery but so. fishing fishing game sets up seasons so that 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 big buck or whatever it was had the chance to spread its genes and so there is mm-hmm. that that's still going to be out there now right when it comes to bass california department of fish and wildlife doesn't care a hoot about bass anymore no, because they don't right. because they don't give a hoot about people that fish for bass now in texas that is a thing it's a part of the culture there they know that there's a huge and and i think that they understand more innately how much it affects the economy so they look at it from a business standpoint whereas in california everyone looks at everything from an emotional standpoint where i mean obviously we have the water issues on the i'm offended that you said that are you i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) anybody who's offended what i asked you earlier you ever seen a grown man cry (laughs) (laughs) how dare you I think that's how we started the show, right? <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it really is sad though. It's sad that we don't have that kind of thought process here and let fish and game do what fish and game does. And you know, these, these fish right. are here. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to change. I don't think we'll ever have a share, anything like a share I, program I, here, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Just because of the state we live in and our yeah. fish and game, our government employees and, you know, as much as somebody might want to go into that industry to help, a, uh, you know, an industry, uh, whether it's game or fish or whatever, you know, I love fishing. I want to help the fishing game. I want to, but in reality, it's like, it's like politics. You get in there and realize how tied your hands are to what you can right. and can't Absolutely. do. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. You know, y'all go in with good intentions and then it's like, oh shit, I'm a government employee of the state of California, which is probably one of the, one of the right. first states to get government employees for for uh you know something like that but yeah uh, I, I hope after people hear this podcast they don't come at me but you know but let's, let's face it this state this state doesn't really care about the the fishing industry as a as a whole like a lot of other states florida oh, 100 percent. you know so which is sad because yeah. there's and a lot i got of, and i got a lot, lot of people that work and, for fishing game that are yeah. buddies and, and they've told me they know it and you know whether they'll admit it to other people their hands are tied as to what they can do yeah, there's literally um, help, nothing they the can industry. do. Yeah, right. Well, this is I've, what, I've been to so many of these, so many of these. Go to the DFG meetings, fight for this, fight for that, and then you see our head of DFG just sitting up there, 
basically like a, a puppet on strings. And, and that's, that's how our state is. And that's probably how it will continue to be. Um, and it's like that for every, everybody in this state that fishes, whether it's in the salmon industry, the striped bass association, you know, largemouth trout fishermen, it's, we're all fighting the same battles. And it seems like our battle is against our, our state rather than anything else. Right. The most ridiculous things get on the ballot and then people that have no stake at all in fishing or no stake at all in hunting. These are just, uh, you're, you're putting onto the ballot something that should be decided by science, by, by biologists. Mm -hmm. And instead it's now become an emotional issue that people who have, like I said, no stake in fishing, they don't care one way or the other. Right. All they care about is what's going to make me feel good to vote for. And that right. in itself yeah, takes exactly. away the f- takes away the freedom and I think the agency of a lot of people in this state because it's never going to hurt them. If that was never on the ballot, they wouldn't have known any different. But they're on now it's on the ballot and they feel like, well, if one newspaper says that I should vote this way on that, that's the what I'm going to do. And let's be honest, mm-hmm. 97% of the newspapers are going to go one way on on any issue. And that's why every one Correct. of those things would always fail. And that's why you're always going to see right. out, outdoorsmen get railroaded in the state period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my yeah. take. That's sad, my take anyway. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, and it's true. It's sad, but you know, it's, it's a true reality. And, um, you know, as much as we say, we've come to realize it, we still, we're still going to fight it. We still fight the issues and we still bitch, about uh, it. you know, Still bitch about it. We'll exactly. definitely bitch about exactly. it. That ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But we got we got we got to enjoy what we got. And 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 Vince, you're 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 still figuring them out. You're still finding the big ones. So I'm trying, anyways. You know, we're <laughs> now we now that's the question where we got to define big. You know, as far as we're we're catching a lot of fish in the the four to seven eight pound range. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to start seeing more of the giants, but I mean, I've, I already just personally, uh, of what I've caught and what I've seen, I've seen more nine and a half pound fish this year than I have in probably the last two years. So let's hope it's a, it's an up cycle swing for, for our, our fishery for the Delta. Um, you know, <clears throat> I just spent three days at Clear Lake, phenomenal fishery. Mm-hmm. And it was right after the Juan Bass Pro-Am, which really didn't take big weights at all to get a check or to win, not not Clear Lake style. And when I was up there, I realized, man, this, this thing is fishing tough, you know. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's in the cycles. And we all want it to be the cycle of when, uh, you know, Steve Kennedy went up there and smashed him on a Huddleston and everybody was throwing swim baits and wrecking 30-pound bags, you know. And, right. and it'll get back to that, you know, I mean, when was I, I, my last, my last limit over 30 pounds on the Delta was probably eight years ago. And now all of a sudden I've seen like four or five of them, uh, at 30 pounds and up, you know, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's as a far as sign. a big limit on the Delta, that's a good sign. That's a so, really good sign. Yeah. And, and 39 pounds, that's a really, really good sign that's except a- for the fact that he stated the slew economy, yeah, but we're right. not going to restate that slew because it's probably going to get pounded enough as it is now. 
it's, it's fine. Just go ahead and text Joel and I we when do we're not, done. Yeah. It's no big deal. I will. No, I will for sure. You bet. Well, uh, it's, it's there. It's still there. Let, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk to everybody about uh, how great the Delta is going to be this weekend, Vince, because we got a little get together going on for the podcast, and um, I want you to tell everybody oh, how, how awesome yeah. how awesome the Delta is going to be this weekend, so they can come out there and wow. Us. Yeah, and, and Vince. First of all, the weather. If you're be free on Saturday, come out and hang long. out with us. The, yeah, no. The when, when, oh Saturday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, I might be. I might. It, it, is it afternoon, morning? What is it? Morning. It's going to be morning. Tournament hours in the morning. We're going to be like uh, six thirty, okay. seven o'clock to two thirty, something like that. Just gotcha. for fun, just okay. bragging rights. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my wife has it set up for me to do a yard sale oh, on Saturday, yeah. which you got to keep. You know, it's happening. uh light a wide yard sale and i'm like all right okay i'll do it so yeah but so saturday's not looking too good in the morning for me guys but uh if you're if you're, bo- it, it if should you're be bored phenomenal man the weather the weather's finally stabilized all week long uh-huh. uh as far as what it shows now you know how these 10-day reports look they look beautiful and then all of a sudden it's like what happened is you know supposed to be 70s 80s all week and yeah, yeah i don't mind the wind the wind doesn't bother me on the delta but uh uh-huh. you know it's it's got so many so many north south east west slews that it doesn't matter what you do with the wind out there you know you could always get in into an area where you could fish unlike unlike a lake where if it's blowing it seems like everybody's in the same cove <laughs> the one cove with no right. wind you know but uh it, you guys should have a great time out there i mean i, I wish i'd have known about it sooner but uh, but yeah, it, it, you guys will have a great time out there. There's there's so many big bluegill, red ear, everything like that is up shallow. They're spawning. They're they're catchable. I had I, I had a bass trip last week where they caught like two or three red ear that were in the two to two and a half pound range on bass Did ear. You, you know, drop shot in there catching this monster red ear. I did. I, I think did, I saw. Yeah. I, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, so hey. I mean, there's there's so many fish up right now that you'll and there's still a few striper in the system. You know, like I said, I uh, I ran the North Delta and, and caught eight striper, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of fun sized fish out there to be caught right now. So, All right, Vince, I, I, I got one question. Fun. I'm gonna Joel. I'm gonna use one of my real quicks, real quick, real quick. It real quick, <clears throat> real quick, real quick. Hey, I don't even know how many we're at this time. I haven't been keeping track. We're but. getting better, Vince. <laughs> we don't do it as often, but uh, we have improved. Oh, we are learning. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm asking this for everybody out there. That's going to show up to our Turkey shoot on Saturday and, and myself and, and Joel, if somebody's okay. going out there to the Delta and has not been there, you don't know what the bite is. You're going to fish and blind. What mm-hmm. are your top five baits? We need to have rigged up right now. Stole my question. Great mind, well, for, for, for me, that's an easy one. A, a drop shot, okay. believe it or not, for the Delta, yes, a drop shot, a Cinco. I would Cinco. have some type of a little paddle tail swim bait on and some sort of a top water. There is a frog bite. It's just starting to turn it on. So I definitely have a frog on. And uh, and then a little square bill crankbait or a chatterbait. Your choice. Yeah, there you go. That would, that would be my five my five baits that I would have on the deck all day long. Yeah. Now on, on that drop shot, are we talking more like a Bubba shot? Like you use like a bait caster, 15 pound test or like a spinning rod, eight ten. You know, you could go either. I, I use a spinning rod a lot out there. I use a, uh, a medium heavy and, and for my clients, because let's face it, you, you get the same thing. A lot of our clients can't throw a casting rod. 
Right. So 90% of the time I have a drop shot on the deck, it is on a spinning rod, you know, and with, what pound uh, test with leader 20 are you pound on that thing. Most of the time it's a 20 pound braid to a 12 pound fluorocarbon leader on the Delta. Okay. So yeah, heavier, heavier than what you might do at a lake or, you know, right. Something of that nature. But, but you got to remember when, when you, you catch a good fish, which you will, on a drop shot on the Delta and they're digging through that grass and something's got to give, you know, right. I had a client out the other day, he brought his own gear and he was throwing a five inch Cinco and he caught like a, a five pound bass and he was throwing it on a spinning rod and we got it up and we got it in the boat, landed it. Cool. Awesome. And then we go to another area and he hooks up with a, another one and it's about six and a half pounds. And this thing's digging through the grass and it's like, he's having a hard time getting it up. And he's like, ah, oh, I, I don't want to put too much, pressure on him you know because it's just i said well how heavy a line you got on here because i got six pound and i'm like oh, oh no no oh <laughs> and we, my god so then it was like i, I turned the boat i'm kind of moving the boat with the fish and you know we landed it but i'm like do me a favor i said you got braid on there let's put a little heavier leader because you know but again it's it's a finesse bite you know so the lighter the line you're probably going to get a few more bites and some people say that well i got to worry about getting the bite first before i worry about landing the fish we we talked about this last uh, week didn't we ryan absolutely this last week so who knows maybe he doesn't get those bites without six pound test you never know that's that's correct because you know the the other guy that was in the boat didn't catch anything on a cinco at all and this guy was putting a wood to him so yeah there's there's something to that lighter line but uh you know, it's it's such a scary thing to do anywhere, but especially the Delta Clear Lake where you got all the grass and stuff like that for fish to to bury up oh, in. And I'll tell you, you know. and this is well, okay, this is off subject. Just really quick, something I've been doing. And Vince, do you buy into the whole fluorocarbon? Like, like if your fluorocarbon is the same diameter as monofilament, do you really buy into the fluorocarbon gets you more bites? You know what? Here's here's why I use the fluorocarbon. I don't know that it would get you more bites. I mean, we grew up with mono, and I caught just as many fish. Right. You know, but I the reason I use fluorocarbon over mono is the stretch factor. Right. So just like with braid, you know, when braids tout, you have the sensitivity is nothing like it because there's zero stretch. You feel everything. Right. But if you get a bow in the braid, you're not going to feel anything, right? Right. So the the same kind of the scenario with fluorocarbon it is it is lower stretch so you do have more sensitivity as to what the bait's doing um denser yeah just just like just like a lead drop shot weight compared to a tungsten drop shot weight amazing that just the weight on the bottom of the line you feel the bottom with a tungsten weight whereas a lead weight feels more dead yeah absolutely yeah you know they're, they're both the same quarter ounce weight yeah I will say the reason, so, I will say there's certain rods that are a little bit more sensitive to you. you can feel a lot more of the bottom and, and maybe that's my issue you know I'm, I'm throwing nothing but the best all the time well, I mean I, you so, know, oh my god I, I will yeah. say since about late last year there was some time I kind of switched up and went to a certain rod company and I catch more fish I don't know what that is I don't know Ryan don't Cook know. You, you know anything about that we start we started looking I'm at still sticking with my six six ugly sticks. I don't know what guys out there <laughs> right no. Yeah. Hey, one thing. Hey, and we haven't talked about the rods, Vince, and everybody on here that's listening, they know about the Phoenix rods. <laughs> we talk about them 
every single podcast. We got, we got videos about them. We talk we, about them all the time. We, we got to talk about Well, exactly. apparently we have videos exactly. about them. We haven't seen anything yet. But, My video. Um, Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet come just, across, but. Yeah. You're, you're not a Patreon member. Uh, I did send you one, Vince, but I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I I'm did. Let you two I did finish get, it up. I did, get, I did get the videos, but go ahead. Okay. No, but one thing I can say, um, since I switched over to my Phoenix rods, and I did go with the Maxims, I, I've never been one to need a high-end rod. Obviously, Phoenix makes a great one. They're amazing. But I'll tell you what, if somebody wants to get in on a a great rod at a really, really reasonable price, those Phoenix Maxims, you can get the spinning rods for 109 the bait casters for bait casters for 129 They are as mm-hmm. sensitive, and I'm not I'm anybody that's been on my boat can back me up on this. They are as sensitive as any other $250, $300 rod out there. And here's what's impressed me, Vince. And this is the reason I went with the Maxims over the M1s, the feathers, is because mm-hmm. And you've seen it. I got kids stepping on my rods all week long. Oh, yeah. And obviously the maxims are going to be a little bit tougher. (laughs) I'm constantly telling adults, hey, watch your feet, watch your feet, watch your feet. (laughs) Dude, since I have switched to Phoenix, and I'm the guy that gets at least one to two rods broken a month on my boat, we have not broken one rod. Not one guide, one eye, nothing. The rods are perfect. And they've been stepped on. Over 672 times, I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no dude, doubt. And and, and, so I, and I myself, I would put that that hundred dollar maxim against probably any three hundred dollar rod in the industry. And uh, you oh, know, yeah, it's it's yeah. just a phenomenal rod for the price point. I, I don't know that there's dope. anything like it out there at that price point, dude. That seven seven medium heavy maxim, which does run a little bit light, it's a little bit mm-hmm. light on the medium mm-hmm. heavy category. That is the most versatile rod I have ever put in my hands in my entire life. Yeah, I can throw yeah. like 12 different baits on that thing. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. My 15-year-old lab is barking at something. I'm going to mute it real quick. Well, I think the one yeah. the, the, the one for me, and I've got a bunch of M1s. I've got a few of the Maxims. That that Maxim spinning, that 7.7 medium is like That's for a any- 7.2 medium, right, bud? I'm sorry. You're right. 7.2. Um, I was thinking about, I was thinking about the seven, seven feather. Um, but you know, that, that seven, two, that, that spinning rod for tubes. Um, I like it for like heavier, like I wouldn't, I I throw heavier Ned rigs on it. Anything like that. It's got Mm -hmm. some backbone to it and I've caught, I don't know what it is. It's like my three pound fish rod. Like if I want to catch, if I need to catch like a three pounder, that's the rod I pick up. Cause for whatever reason, I just catch. Tons of three, three to four pounders. <laughs> We're going to call that your three pound rod. It's a three pound rod. And then the, the those yep, the X yep. series rods for if you like to throw a jerk bait or, you know, rip bait like I do, that X11. I know, um, Vince, you go a little bit bigger on the Delta for the for yeah, ripping through grass. Yeah. Um, right. That, that X13 for throwing smaller glide baits or crank downs like the TK on, on Clear oh, Lake, caught, it, caught them on that thing. Those yeah. composite rods are so badass, and I know that Nick just talked about throwing the X thirteen. I think he was he was throwing a deep diver on that that river to sea on it and caught like yeah 90 up, fish uh, up there at Trinity. Yeah. He was throwing the X thirteen and and uh, boy, we'll talk about a bag of nice fish. He had what, almost thirty pounds right for his, his his best five up there. Yeah, that's 
We got to we got to make a road trip. That's a long. Thing. <laughs> already, I got plenty of extra X series rods. I'm ready for a road trip. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm planning. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. In Trinity, I haven't been there, and yeah, it's probably been twenty twenty five years since I even seen the lake. So I'm ready. Well, and the cool thing right. is, well, obviously the cat's out of the bag now. Like, like it's not like we're blowing it up. Like yeah, they, they, but, they might get they might get a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> publicity out of this oh, one yeah and i'm sure, sure. i'm i'm sure it's I f- gonna i feel bad i, I had to take a toll yeah a couple guys a couple guys hit me up after i just posted nick it wasn't even about trinity it was just i posted a, a story with nick and guys like oh man this is gonna destroy our fishery and the guy i talked to and i said i i do feel for you like th- this the cat yeah. is out of the yeah. bag you know and um, right. we're not yep. trying to add to that. I, I don't think this podcast is going to add much to it. it no, it's out there. No. It's out there. <laughs> so. And you know what? There's, the, there's a reason that towns send, uh, uh, big tournaments to them, you know, and pay the tournaments to come. But you know, right. it's, I'm sure Trinity, uh, would love to have, uh, an influx of money come into their County and right. city and, and into the lake and, you know, right. So yeah, they have they have a they have something up that's pretty special that it's not a lot of people know about. Well, and, and Vince, that I mean, rarely I mean, exists there's in not this that state, many so. And there's not that many places that you can go stick a seven pound largey, and the next cast stick a five or six pound smally. You know, crazy. No, no, party used to be that way. Man, I loved I loved fishing party for that exact reason. Right. You know, my 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 biggest limit at, at party was thirty one pounds all smallmouth. What? Oh my gosh! And, so it was, and Jeff, Jeff? it was just phenomenal. Just just small mouth, and and I did have uh, an eight and a half large mouth that day, and a seven pound large mouth that oh day. Oh my god! So Jeff Jeff so, Michaels you know, was asked that question yesterday at the weigh in. He said, "Do you think it's possible if uh, that you could you could win this tournament just on small mouth?" And he said, "Yeah, I mean it would be it would be a you know a day of a lifetime, like what right. you're talking about." Correct. But it's possible up there. Right. It's it's totally possible, and and uh, you know I have as much as I love party, you know, with the the whole my boat's a Delta boat. It's not getting on party. They're gonna find a million reasons to tell me no. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my boat one, it's never dry because it's on the water almost daily. So mm-hmm. I do miss fishing uh, party, and I don't know if it's still the same as how it used to be. Uh, as far as the fishery goes, but, uh, um, you know, you got, I used to love that lake for just that reason. And, and it didn't get a lot of traffic. It's like Trinity, you know, if you saw a couple of bass boats out there, <laughs> that would, that'd be a busy day for bass right. fishing on the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of tro- coconut trollers and trout trollers and, and, uh, things of that nature. But, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Bass well, fishermen, Vince, what are they? Diana and I, are going sturgeon fishing tomorrow with the one and only Kyle Wise. Oh, nice. We're going to go put nice. those big giant phoenixes to work on the dinos. Yep. Yep. I guess it's been on fire he's been saying. It's 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 been good, you know, in the in the north part of the delta there's an area where I fish and they spawn in it. And I probably saw at least 30 40 sturgeon cruising in 3 feet of water. Oh Just my God! Ready to to do their thing, you know, and and I was spooking big sturgeon all day long with my trolling motor, and so yeah, it's it's they're they're in, they're 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 definitely doing their thing, and 
and fishing's been great. And and it gets a little less pressure because a lot of the captains have moved off of that water now, and they've moved back to the bay because it's halibut time, you know. Right. So all the all the transitional captains that come in for sturgeon and then go back out, like like Joe and Steve Mitchell and Jay Lopes and you know quite a few others, it's uh, uh, right. should be should be phenomenal, you know. Should be should wait. be awesome. I just did I ever did I ever tell one. you guys about on a on a bass guide trip? My client hooked the sturgeon. No. <laughs> On, okay, first of all, on first of all, on what, and then tell us the story. It was it was they wanted to go spooning for for largemouth. I mean for for striper, pardon me. And so the the one the one client the the female she could only use a spinning rod. She couldn't use casting gear. So I took out a. Uh, in fact, it was a Phoenix Maxim. <laughs> I took out a Phoenix Maxim, the seven two medium. And we were spooning and catching a lot of striper. And all of a sudden she goes, I think I'm snagged on the bottom. And we were out by, uh, by big break is where we were, we were fishing. And she goes, I think I'm snagged on the bottom. And I said, well, let me see. And I, I tried to shake it free and I go, uh, and I lift it up and I feel this head shake. And it's like, Ur, Ur. and I'm like, Oh, I said, uh, you're not snagged on the bottom. I said, you're snagged in a big fish or something, you know? And so right, right as I gave that fish a little bit of pressure, it just took off. You know, I, I let it know it had a hook in it. And so I handed her back the rod, and she fought this thing for like 45 minutes. And I said, you had to have snagged, snagged a carp, snagged a big giant cabbage, a sturgeon, something. And uh, we fought this fish, fought this fish, fought this fish. We finally get it up to where we could see it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a five-foot sturgeon you know, on this little light bass spinning rod with, I think I had like 20 pound braid on it at the time. And, uh, I'm like, you had to, you, you, you snagged a sturgeon or something. And so I'm like, how am I going to get this thing up to get this jig out? You know, because it's not fitting in my net. I got a bass net out there, not a sturgeon net, you know? Uh, but we, we finally got it up and the dang thing was hooked in the mouth. See, it actually ate a spoon and, and I, the first thing I did is I, you know, of course, took pictures. I hung up the, uh, or put the fish back, and I called Joe Gammas, and I said, have you ever seen a sturgeon hit a lure? <laughs> He's like, no. And I said, my client just caught one on a spoon. He goes, she must have snagged it. And I'm like, well, if she did, she snagged it on the inside of the mouth. <sighs> and he was like, are you kidding me? It was just the most phenomenal crazy thing and and the whole time she was like oh my back hurts oh i can't do this oh my back <laughs> <laughs> and i wouldn't take the rod from her i made her reel it in and fight it and she did That's and she wild. landed a like i said That's it was crazy. about a, a 60 inch sturgeon on a light bass spinning rod that ate a spoon in like eight feet of water so the spoon so, settled down yeah, on top of, on, crazy. on top of a, a bunch of salmon row yeah <laughs> just settled yeah, down on top exactly. of it <laughs> I'm going to rig up a yep. couple spoons yep. for tomorrow. A couple now. spoons tomorrow. Couple spoons for, for tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, That's you guys, awesome. you guys should do good. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of cut bait guys are getting big striper out there too. So while you're out there sturgeon fishing, I'd definitely throw uh, throw something over some for some of them striper going through the system right now. Don't threaten me with a good time, but I'm all over it. That's what I'm saying. Take that maxim and and put some chop bait and fight of your life. Forget the big rod. I'm going br- to do funner. both. Yeah, you have to. Ryan's going to throw that man. spook. At least at least one rod off the side with some 
some shad or something on it. I'm going to throw a spook out there in the yeah, middle of the channel, 35 foot of water. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? I guarantee you this time of year, you guys are probably fishing shallow, not deep. I, I have no idea what he's doing up there. I just know that he's been up there. He's been fishing with his buddy Hayden, you know, that has that dragon sport fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, dude, they, I mean, like, he went up there from what he says – I know he went up there Saturday evening, or he went up there Friday evening, I want to say, and fished Saturday, Sunday, or he went up Saturday evening and fished all day Sunday. I, I can't remember, but he said this mm. weekend, dude, they caught like th- over 30 sturgeon, Vince, like just, just off wow. his boat. Like he said it was on fire. <laughs> like, like That's they what went you're like yesterday morning. I can't make another cast. I can't reel in another fish. No, I can, I can reel them in. <laughs> Keep them coming. I got you covered. I'm fine. <laughs> I love, oh God, dude, I went, oh yeah. I absolutely love that sturgeon fishing. It As much as we bass fish, and I know that you've probably experienced this a lot more than me, but you start fishing for a living. You guide, you love your job, right? But oh, when yeah. you get a day off, you're like, let me go catch something yeah. different. Let me go get on somebody else's boat and not have to make a decision and just relax. Right. Yep. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. And, and, you know, guys, I, I didn't really say anything to anybody and except for my wife, I told her, I said, I'm not going to guide near as much this year. Uh, I'm going to start slowing way back. And she said, well, why? And I said, because I want, I want some me fishing time. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm still young enough and physically able to enjoy the me fishing time. Right. You know, and, and that's part of what I'm talking about. You know, it's, it's like, I want to, I want to go out and jump on. We deal with so many captains in the industry and it's like, I want to go catch some sturgeon. I want to go catch some halibut. I want to go catch some salmon. I want to go, you know, to, to pyramid Lake and troll some trout. You know, I just want to start doing more of, uh, some, some me time on the water. And, right. and she goes, Oh, well, that, that sounds good. You know, it sounds like a, like a good idea. And, and uh, then my phone started ringing. The weather started changing, and next thing you know, I'm looking every day possible as a guy <laughs> trip for bass. You know, yeah, I'm like yeah, I just can't get away from it. You know, but you do, you do need that fishing time, and and you're right, man. There's there's nothing better than a big fish pulling on your line at times, and that's why that's why I do all the tuna trips I do, and you know, tuna and yellowtail, and uh, by the way, know, when we get Colorado off and Wahoo and. Like when we're done with this podcast, I sent you a text message about a couple of fish that I wanted you to look at, see if one of them you think okay. is northern. But also, um, I mean, Joel and I were talking and stuff. But dude, if there's one of those tuna trips that you're doing that we can jump on, I think that would be a freaking blast. I've never caught a tuna, and I, I really yeah, want to do that. I'm do. sure Joel does too. I I really do. Yeah, and I'm at, I'm at the point now where I think I want to do it regularly. So I'm I'm looking into gear. Right course i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the phoenix i'm looking at different reels i've been looking at reels for years now it's a big investment and i mean not only in the gear but these are these are bigger trips they're overnight they're a lot more money and so it's something you kind of got to plan for um mickey i know mickey from cbt i was just there last week he over the weekend he was up there tuna fishing and yeah i'm always bugging him to go so we'll, we'll we'll drag him out with us we should, man. We should figure something out. I mean, I, I know Ryan really wants to do it. I really want to do it. I've I've been down there doing the yellowtail yeah. thing, and but uh, I've never got on, on onto a onto a a big big fish like a tuna. I mean, even 
Right. Shit, anything over, I mean, anything Shoot, over seventy pounds yellow, would yellow be tail, crazy. fun enough in itself. Oh man, yeah. it's a blast! I I love fishing yellowtail. That would be awesome. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've be never both. caught a tuna. I've never even caught a halibut, Vince. Really? Never caught a halibut. I've caught uh, salmon. I, I've caught I, I have cod, probably. Oh gosh, probably five halibut trips planned this year. So starting well, next month. Dude, so if we'll you can you send me some dates, if you have availability, whatever, let me know. Um, yeah, yeah. I would I would love and to. I might, sure I might even have a too. tuna trip for you guys in July. Okay. So yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do yeah, some. We've we'll got a two and a half day trip in July, so we'll do some videos. It'd be a blast that, that actually get edited, right? We'll see. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's an inside that's... joke because we went to Maloney's <laughs> a couple months ago to film one. It's and I'm still working on the video. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I got we. You know, with all of our elite guys and stuff, they're like, "Oh, I got so many great videos," and it's like, just send me the raw stuff and we'll edit it down. Because if we wait for you to edit something down. <laughs> It's never gonna happen. That's right. Right. You know. I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna go. Never gonna happen. I'm doing know. it tonight. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get all the stuff that Ryan had some stuff he really wanted, and I've lagged on him. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna go in there. And... That's, Vince, it's, you heard it's, him it's say that. We have all the free. We have the free time to go video it and catch the fish. Who has right? free time to sit down and edit it? I don't. Well, the yeah. my free my free time, time is my stuff. the free time is the fishing time. I don't, and then I do this during the week. That's so right. I, I don't got once this is done. I'm 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 toast. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But you guys are going to have a blast on the Delta. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend. You know, and good yeah. tides and, and uh, yeah, yeah, new moon. I'm going to send you a you're picture gonna, of a big old dino tomorrow, gonna, too, Vince. You guys, all, you guys all heard it. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Tell tell Kyle I said, hey, you're going out with one of the best guys that knows the knows the fishery out there. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you should, does, you should do good. He does. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's, are you taking his sled out there? Or we are, in fact, going with well, somebody. So today, I actually ran a trip on Maloney's. I had three guys: grandpa, um, two nephews, or a grandson and a nephew. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. They were three bigger guys, so I hit up Kyle, and he had the day off. So I, I, I actually ran them with Kyle on his boat. There which you was go. Cool, because we had five guys out there tons of room so i think we're going to start trying yep. to do some combined bigger bass trips with kyle on his boat because i mean that, you know like just a fun day and then to have kyle there right. you know like i'm guiding three oh, guys yeah. kyle's yeah. running the trolling motor with the remote and yep. being at baloney's we're snagging up so much we're catching a lot of fish just to have two guys working together i mean it just oh man it made it for a really easy fun day you know yeah, no, it, it, that for sure, for sure, and it gives you a good platform. Everybody can walk around, and you know, just fun I love time. that. I, I remember, I, really I remember doing a pontoon trip. Yeah, I did a pontoon trip at Pine Flat. There was like six of us. I'm like, we're going bass fishing on a pontoon. All right, whatever. I'm down, and it was the best trip ever, man. Right? You know, you're just walking around. You're not like worried about what you're stepping on, and everybody, everybody's out there having a good time. You know, six guys all together fishing, and we'd right. never do that in a bass boat. Not yeah. gonna happen in a bass boat. Well, do you, no. do you know Fred so, Clinshaw, Vince? Fred, he's down. Do in I know the, who? Fred Clinshaw down at Casitas. We've had him on a bunch here. Um, he does Casitas. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So he he's got those two champions, one at uh, Casitas and one at Castaic, because that you like we were talking about earlier. You can't go between down there. Yeah. So he's lock got out, his, lock out, tag out. Exactly. Yep. So he's got a boat for each lake, and then he bought a pontoon boat just for parties to go. You know, wherever. Right, 
And uh, yep, yep. And he says they have a blast out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it. It was fun. It was fun. You know, you get a lot of kids out there. You don't have to worry about falling in off of a four inch ledge on a bass boat. Right. But yeah, a lot a lot of youth. A lot of youth will go out on a on a pontoon. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess a bass buggy twenty footers in your future, Ryan. <laughs> bass buggy twenty footer. I don't know about bass the bass buggy. buggy, but I'll tell you what I I do. I, I've thought about going the pontoon route because I do get a lot of people that hit me up that want to bring a bigger group out. You know, three, four, five people. Correct. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I could definitely see, and I was talking to Joel about this before we started, but I could see down the road getting something kind of similar to Kyle's, like a big multi-species mm-hmm. type boat. Yeah. No. For you know, sure. I really for could. Sure. Now the only problem is he's got that stupid. Minkota Tarova on there, and I'd have to have an Ultrex. But other than that, I was thinking about my know. bass boat, and it has a Minkota Tarova on it. Change it, just <laughs> yeah, a good old Tara or an Ultrex. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we were talking, yeah. uh, and I was talking, I, about, I was talking to Ryan about this too. Like, we, we I, I really want something to go in the ocean with. Like, I got the bass boat, take that pretty much anywhere. I want like a really jumped right. up ocean boat to go for halibut and monterey you know or salmon or oh yeah rockfish yeah. that would be awesome yep rockfish when they're shallow yep. yeah yep. no for sure yep. yeah i know i always say if i lived in southern california i doubt i would own a bass boat to be honest with you as much as i love bass fishing i'd probably have uh, something i could run out and, and and fish the islands or run out and fish the yellowtail or tuna when they're closed yep. you know yep. but uh, right I, I got uh, as 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 much as I bass fish, I got salt running through my veins when it comes to that type of fishing. You know, no. Well, so, dude, there's just no it, comparison. I, oh man, I, I've not done much saltwater fishing. When I get out there, I'm like, and I love my job. I love every, all my clients. Thank you guys, you're awesome. But that puts mm-hmm. bass fishing to shame. It, it, does. Does. it does. It does. It does. There's there's a there's a reason. That's why uh, if Ish is not on his bass boat, he is on a saltwater boat. Yeah, he's out there catching. And he, and he goes on several whatever. tuna trips with me every year. We do we do several tuna trips, and and man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it is just as competitive on those big boats for tuna as we are on bass boats. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on the same platform, yeah, we so get a, little, a whole different. We get deal. a little mouthy out there, oh, but yeah. <laughs> but it's such a fun time, you know. Especially if you're on a boat where you know it's a it's a limited, say, fifteen to twenty people, and they're all people you know. Right. It's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's, it's just so much fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Anyway. Well, Vince, I cannot. What else guys? I, I, I think we, we've had, we've had John here for long enough, man. We're going to let you go. Um, unless you got, I think last time it went like two and a half hours or two hours. (laughs) So, I think last time well, we all had a couple what more I wanted drinks to do for dinner, probably. and I told her, I said, let's let's talk breakfast, not dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Ryan's Ryan's said, thrilled. Ryan be told, thrilled. Sun's still out. <laughs> Ryan told me he goes, I got got to get up early. Can we can we make the, can we cut this one off at, at maybe an hour yeah. forty five? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I I we I think we can do that. I think Vince will be cool enough to let us. Do hey, you're at hey, you're at an hour and fifteen. What that's that's pretty good. That's pretty I short for be three guys like us to talk. Oh, God, I, feel, I don't feel bad for you. You think we feel bad for you about that? No, nobody feels bad no, for you. No, not one I'm going to work tomorrow. you do have a longer drive to Pittsburgh. That's it. We're we sta- do, so. That's it. We're doing this podcast till 10. 
What do you want to talk there about? There you go. <laughs> well, you might as well do it till three when you got to leave. <laughs> oh, Jeez. I'm not prepared for that. Let's let's talk about the bluegill fishing. <laughs> How's right. the rainbow trout looking on the delta? Yeah, what's the what's the they're, rod? They're phenomenal. What's your rod choice for yeah. blue, for bluegill and red ear? Oh, elixir or mirage by far. There you go. There you Best go. Best panfish rod. They we, we just we did the Bassmasters Classic in South Carolina, and I told them I said make sure you send the elixir and a mirage, and they were like, why you're going to the Bassmasters? You know the classic in South Carolina. What do you want those for? I said, do you realize um, how big crappie fishing is yeah. anywhere outside of California? Right. You know, even in California in some areas. And we sold the heck out of those rods at the Bassmasters Club. Just all these crappie guys were like, oh, my God, look at this rod, you know. So they're 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 expensive for what, you you know, a panfish rod. You know, nobody wants to spend uh, $150, $200 on a panfish rod, but they do. Let, right. let me let me yeah. stop you right there. I mean I know we've I think I've we've cut you off more than any other person we've ever had on because we were just I think we were way <laughs> too excited to have you on today I mean me and me and Ryan are just going at you like a like a panfish on a on a crappie jig <laughs> well because we know Vince so it's easy I, I, so it's like dude, like this is all comfortable right. and fun I'm trying I'm just we we're both yeah, just like going yeah. at you like what about this Vince what about this we haven't talked to you about what we about have that? you on more often yeah. so we're not so what like are, what are the crappie doing in Maloney's exactly. uh, well that that'd be Kyle Wise go talk to Kyle <laughs> and, and Kyle, Kyle. Wise be like well they're out there eating live shiners I'm out there drifting minnows yeah. <laughs> If you've never listened to Kyle hey, Wise, that's you exactly know what, what I love is, like. is is when the kokanee and whatnot aren't biting. All of a sudden, he's trolling bass and knocking the crap out of them. <laughs> what's Vince? What's funny is he like you've heard him. Oh, you're out there chasing them damn ditch pickles in your glitter boat. But what's funny yeah. is all of a sudden the kokanee and trout are biting. Guess what? He's out there catching di- ditch ditch pickles <laughs> on live minnows. <laughs> we had a hundred fish day. I got twelve dozen minnows and we caught a hundred bass today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. No, I'm sorry, Joel. Heck. We both cut you off. I'm bummed. I no, I had a really yeah. Good, no, no. Go ahead, Joel. I had a re- I had a really good question. Now it's gone. It left my. I bet you forgot. It left my Heineken adult brain. Forgot. It's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It'll it'll come to you. It'll come to you. Yeah, right. we'll bring it up next week. <laughs> we'll bring it. We'll bring it up yeah, next week. There you go. No, You'll I, remember I, in about five minutes. I'm, I'm going to, and I'm going to be like, damn it, that was a good one. I'm going to get a text, well, I guarantee you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Call me back, and we'll edit it into the podcast. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave the whole thing set up. We're going to do that, Vince. No, I, 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 dude, I just, I, I, we love having you on here, man. You're, you're a fun guy to talk to, and, um, no, well, I appreciate it. Likewise, yeah, and yeah. Uh, obviously. With uh, Ryan with Phoenix and and helping the podcast out here and and this month we've got a we've got a Maxim giveaway as well, not something we brought up but uh, nice yeah so um yeah whoever uh, Patreon this month gets a Maxim of their choice whether it be spinning or casting I don't know how much how many you have in stock but we'll 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 try to accommodate right. Well i i have uh, i have quite a quite a bit of bass rods now we got a uh, some more in so. It's good now. If I could just get some of the salt water rods that we need right now, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, it's halibut season, guys and, covered. and I don't have halibut rods. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know? And this is this is yeah. like this is the this is the California halibut. This Cali Halley season, right? 
it's 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 now it's, it's going now. it's yeah. rocking and yep. you know and, and dealers are calling me left and right wanting to know when i'm getting this and when i'm getting that yeah I, yeah I, I, okay <laughs> i don't okay, know he said. <laughs> i don't know is never really good answers i just say okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's 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 uh who'd have, who'd have thought that you know uh something and I'm I'm saying it's all on on this whole COVID and and whatnot, but yeah. the outdoor industry just boomed. It just right. exploded, man, the last few years, and it's still exploding. Hey, you know. Hey, before yeah. I forget, before Joel wraps this up, I got to give you a huge shout out and tell you thank you. So, I've got a few younger kids around here that we've talked about that you've put on the junior pro staff. And I have got okay. to tell you, thank you, and you don't know what that has meant to these kids. Dude, I've got so many messages going, oh, my God, dude, I'm on with Phoenix. Check this out. And they send me, like, the the confirmation email that you send to them about what they get and how they do this. And these kids are nice. – they are so jacked to be on the Phoenix yeah. pro staff. Like, And believe me, these kids, like, in the next 10 years, I mean, you're going to hear their names. Like, these kids oh, are going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah, no, no. We and 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 I, you know, what's funny is I, I love the kids out there. You know, I love the taking them fishing. I love guiding them. And and as far as in the industry, we have so many of our elite and FLW tour guys that started with us when they were 13, 14 right. years old, and now they're fishing the tour and and doing phenomenal at it. You know what I mean? So it's 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 the neatest thing to watch this this you know enthusiastic little little kid you know that oh, i want to i love fishing and, and and as much as they love fishing you know they're all kind of shy and reserved mm-hmm. when they talk to you but to see them go from that to what now they have the high school and then the college series that we didn't have that luxury when we were younger right uh, but then the, it, it, they got all this laid out for them to go from this step to the next step to the next step to the next step and now I got these guys like right. like Jacob Wall. I'll use him as a prime example. He lives in Alabama, fishes the FLW Tour. He's probably in the top 10 in points this year. And he started with us when he was 13 years old. Boom. You know? And a lot of rod yeah. companies are not willing to give kids like that a yeah. shot or even a discount on a those, rod. Those, but that's one those, thing. Those, the, we we were kids, and, and now we're in the industry. So those kids are the future of the industry. Right. That's how I view it. You know, Get them right. hooked. Get them going in the right direction. And, uh, you know what, the, you the, the bass that, fishing absolutely. industry will be around forever if, as long as people uh, take these kids fishing and, and make them feel a part of it. Right. So, yep. yeah, yeah, a lot of people go, what's a, what's a little 13 or 14-year-old child going to do for you is, you know, well, they do a lot. And, and you know, they're, they're active. They're active with their friends. They're active on social media. Right. And they just, they run with it, man. And it's, it's, a, it's amazing. It really is. Well, so I, I enjoy adding them just as much as they, I get giddy as well as they get giddy on it, you know, just cause I know where, where their future can lead. And I've seen it and I've seen it in the youth uh, that we've added in the, in the last 15 years of, of me doing this, you know, with, with Phoenix and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. You know, right. I kind of get bummed when I see kids that, that kind of fizzle out on the fishing industry uh, as they get older and, but uh, more more times that than than not, they, they they run with it, man. They do great. So right, yeah, yeah. But no, but thank you, anyways. <laughs> I appreciate your 
but I, I, I'm the one that should be thanking you and, and these kids and, you know, like I said, I, I, I get just as giddy, so. No, I, uh, I take them out of my boat. I show them what I know, but, I mean, these kids, they ask me, you know, uh, well, like, do you think I should email Vince? I want to get on with – I'm trying to get his Phoenix sponsorship, and, you know, and then all of a sudden yeah. they email you. I mean, a couple of them I gave you a call on, whatever, but – but the right. fact that you actually follow through on this, I mean, that says a lot because, again, a lot of these people, they don't take the time to invest in the kids. And it's and what right. I love about you and what Phoenix does, it's not even so much, well, what can these kids give to us? It's like, well, what can we help them with? And that's that's important, you know? And yeah, yeah. 100% yeah, no, for the sure. utmost respect for, for sure. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a client of mine. He's, uh, he's young. He's like 13, 14, and and uh him and his dad they, they go fishing once in a while and they have a kayak a double kayak that they fish out of and uh you know the the first trip i got this kid on a boat and you could just tell the way he was casting the way he was catching but his skill level was like beyond most of the adults i fish with right you know <laughs> and i'm like wow i, how, I told old, him i said you know how old was he vince did you, did you say it? he's like 13 or 14 okay yeah he's like 13 or 14 and and there's and and Ryan, when you when you're guiding, and I don't know if you do it as much on the lake as like we do on the delta. There's certain techniques that we just don't do with with clients uh, because one, it, it it either takes a higher skill level or like punching. You know, I don't want to put a two ounce weight in somebody's hands who's not real experienced with a rod because yeah. right. either the boat's getting hurt or they're getting hurt or somebody's getting hurt. You know, no, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, if we're running a bluegill yeah. bite that's in the back of the cuts, and they can't make that cast where it's got to be six inches from the bank, or they spook the fish. <laughs> then right. we're just going to go right. drag a split yeah. shot rig or something around. Go drag know? a split shot around. Yeah, right. exactly. And this kid, this kid was one of those kids that I felt like I could put anything in his hand, and he was going to catch fish, and he did. Yeah, he ended up he ended up that day with two limits over twenty pounds. Wow. Both would one was probably his biggest five would have probably been about twenty six, and his Second biggest five would have probably been about 22. Oh, and he had like one over nine, just phenomenal. And his dad never caught anything. But it was <laughs> eye opening for his dad to realize the skill level that this kid had. Right. You know, and, and the way I was talking him up, the dad was like, I think the dad realized I wasn't just trying to be the happy guy and say, oh, good job. Right. You know, I was dead serious. And this <laughs> kid has a skill set that I wish I had. You know what I mean? And, and the so dad now, went out the next day and now they're out. They got a second oh, mortgage on a bass, a bass boat. boat. Second mortgage yeah, on they're bass. buying a bass boat. They're, they ordered a bass cat and just taking it to the next level. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, some, some kids don't have that luxury of somebody handing that to them. Right. But, you know, I, I didn't have that luxury of having it handed to me. You know, I, I mowed lawns. I raked leaves. I did everything I could to buy my first boat. And I bought it when I was 13, you know? So that's why I knew how serious about fishing when I was 13. Uh, so I take those kids serious as well. And, you know, if they're, if they're anything half as passionate as I was at that age to be able to go out and buy my own boat at 13 years old. And it wasn't a big boat. It was like a little 12 foot sears sinking aluminum. Right. But it's, it's what put me on the path to where I'm at. And that was and the so biggest sense of freedom you ever had in your one, life. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why, you know, I, I love working with the youth and I love seeing their passion and it, it kind of brings me back to, to, to me when I was that age, 
you know, and, and, and it's our I job to pay this forward. It 100% is our job to pay this forward. Correct. A hundred percent, you know? Yep. Yep. So otherwise, you know, I mean, who, who else is going to take this state of California about fisheries and when we're long gone, you know? Yeah. Somebody has to take the reins and that's why we need more Brock Riggs. Yeah. Oh yeah. All we got to do is hand, all we got to do is hand it down. At some point, yes. hopefully, hopefully something changes in people's minds and people, yep. you know, yep. you know, appreciate other people's passions. It, it seems like the only passions you can have are what you read in the newspaper and what you see on the news. But um, there's right. a lot of passionate people right. out there doing things that, that, that aren't hurting anything. Uh, but it seems like a lot of people are hurt by it, which is strange. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I and I remembered. Uh, I remembered now. You said uh, a, a, tra- a trout a trout fishing or pan fish guy is not going to pay two hundred dollars for a rod. Uh, oh as yeah, a, yeah. As an yeah. as an as an ex uh, fly fisherman, a thousand dollars for a rod is nothing. Oh no, that no. Well, see, now, now you said fly fisherman and trout. I was talking bluegill and crappie. Uh, it but doesn't, a fly fisherman and a trout. We I had, just looked at. Uh, an amazing Orvis rod the other day. And I was like, Oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful rod. And it was $1,300. And I'm like, okay, it's not yeah. that beautiful. So I'll stick to my three, $400 fly rods. You know? <laughs> I remember the shop I worked at when they first came out, when Sage first came out with their bass series, they were like eight foot. Yeah. So they were, they were the ones that you could yep. use in a tournament. And right. I remember everybody right. that was there. And at that, at that time I, I did both. Like I, I, I've never been exclusive, but I fly fished mm-hmm. a lot. I tied my own flies, but I also would go out with guys that worked in the fishing department and go bass fishing on the San Joaquin. And, uh, right. I just remember all, all of us looking at that thing, like what an atrocity. I'm, I mean, oh man, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It was just like, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I have a I have a fly trip on Wednesday on the Delta. Really? For for largemouth. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I enjoy it. I enjoy fly fishing uh, Dude, I, for for largemouth and whatnot. But yeah, I I have I have and striper a, and I have a nine weight that I bought for Honduras and I've talked about this before and I it just sits there because of COVID. I wasn't able to go. And well, then we got to go. We got to go dust the dust off of that thing. And, you let hey, you let me if you, if, you. You, if you actually want, uh, dude. I'm gonna you stay out of the way because I'm gonna hook myself or I'm gonna hook everything but a fish. My casting is probably <laughs> well, so it's atrocious. A, it's a twenty foot bass boat, so just stand uh, way back by no. the motor, and I'll stand way up by the trolling motor. We're we're, we're casting forty five angles because I'm gonna be on front, and I don't want you anywhere near where my back cast. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I have a remote for my trolling motor, so we're good. I'll be out there like Kyle. I'll just sit there with a trolling motor remote in my hand. Yeah, I, left, I, right I literally, I have, right I, I have a, br- I have brand new rod, brand new line, the whole thing. Two years I've sat here, just moping that I wasn't able to chase the the bonefish See? and the permit. Is it a floating line or a sinking line? That well, what I have on there right now is a floating line because it was for it was for perfect. shallow skinning water. But if that's what we're yeah, if, if that's what we're using, perfect. That's all. That's what we're doing. Okay, I'm hitting you up. We're going. Fact, the, the the one of the funnest tournaments I fish every year, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm thrilled that it's back this year because with COVID they didn't do it the last two years. Is the the Costa Bass and Fly on the Delta? 
What? Yeah, and we'll get we'll get forty boats out there doing this fly fishing tournament for for bass. It's a, it's the funnest time. It's a two day tournament. They give away the Sims and Costa. But, huge raffle on the end of the trip. But you, 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 know, can, you can use the, the you can use regular size rods, right? Not just eight footers. Yeah, you can use however eight, <laughs> okay. nine. Okay, and most of you know what most of that's gone away in regular tournaments anyway. So yeah, right. Like, yeah, but yeah, I, I, most of my rods are nine player. Most of them. Yep. Yeah. 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 Adventure phone's about Saturday. to blow up, God brother. <laughs> that's I know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But anyhow, but yeah, I'm glad to glad to get back on with you guys, man. It's always a it's always a good time, and and we always say we're going to cut it short. And next thing we you know, we're like, holy crap, that we was can't. that was three hours. But but it was yeah, that's because we you, all three of us have ADD, and we all just start talking and uh, <laughs> and is real quicks and. And I go off a completely different direction than whatever your question was. And yeah, it just keeps going. <laughs> so it's I fun. Love it. <laughs> the ADHD trifecta is back again. The ADHD boys. trifecta in full force. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, yep. I, I really can't uh, say enough about you, Vince. I mean, we've never gone fishing before. I'm waiting for that. But just talking to you, the times I have over the last year and a half, just such a cool guy to talk to and and guys hit me up all the time have vince on again have vince on again doesn't matter how many times we have you on man it works out so so thank you well, there's we'll, nobody we'll out do, there that does not we'll do like more if you'll have me more often we'll do more often but yeah no it's a it's a it's a perfect time of year for to talk about the delta so yeah I, although i don't know how much we actually talked about it but you know, as much as we just talk, but uh, we talked about it enough. The, Delta, the Delta's Delta's on fire, so yeah, just go, just go fish the Delta. You'll love it. And if you can't go find some, and- you know what? I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, just shoot me a message, and I'll try to guide somebody in the right direction if they're having a tough time. There you go. Hit Vince up and book a trip, guys. It, it's well worth. It's well worth what he's charging. It's it's worth more than what he's charging. Go hit him up and book a trip, and you will not be disappointed. I promise you. There you go. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fly fishing with Vince. That's gonna be awesome. Hey, I'm ready because <laughs> you know what? I I need to start pre fishing for that that coast to fly tournament. As much as I love fly fishing, I I have clients that do it, but I never get to go out and do it myself too much. You know what I mean? Because I'm usually guiding her in a regular tournament, or you know, so to, to just fly, take the fly fellas. rod out and have fun on my own. It's a blast. Hey man, I'll I'll I'll, I'll whip that fair that super fairy wand around all day. I don't give a hell. It'll be hey, it's, it's, it's nine ways not too fairy. No, it's it's nine, no, it's, nine ways. No, nine it's, ways pretty. That's pretty a stout. stout. It's a stout rod, and if you can cast that thing yeah. well, which I I I cannot. If you can cast it well, you can stick some bigs. Oh yeah, you you, you it's like anything bass fishing on the delta. It, it all comes down to accuracy. Yeah, right. Nine times out of ten, it all comes down to accuracy. Well, boys, I enjoyed but, the yeah. heck out of this one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, and with that, I guess we'll we'll close it out. We're going to close it. We're going to let have you. A, have a blast out there this weekend. You guys be safe. I know you're going to have fun. I wish I could go. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got honeydews for a Saturday. So. Got to keep Mama happy, Vince. Nothing wrong with honeydews. Got to keep Mommy happy. Yep. Got to keep Mama happy. That way, that way uh, she keeps me happy and. And we're all happy. That's it. Everybody's <laughs> That's gotta right. be happy. Everybody's it's a, just it's happy. A, it's a whole circle it's, of life. There. It smiles all around. Yeah. No hey, doubt. Before you, no doubt. Hey, before you forget, check that text I sent you and tell me what you think. I will. Oh, God. Okay. I appreciate it. I will. 
<laughs> all right. Good, hey, Vince. Right, you guys thanks, buddy. Okay. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sorry. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, Vince. Dude. It's just like chatting with an old buddy. I just love it. He's an EI. He is. What is an EI? EI. Extraordinary EI. individual. Oh, what's happening? It, it, no. Yeah. No. Epic in, individual. Epic. Epic individual right there. Because he does I'll everything. Tell you what. He's like an adventurous fisherman. Like, he does everything. I j- he, he, will, he genuinely loves fishing. He will smash you on conventional tackle. And then he kick can throw your ass on a baits. fly rod. He can throw a fly rod. He goes offshore. He's going to beat your ass there. Dude. Oh, yeah. 89, 10-pounders. That guy's a local treasure. Let's not, let's not mince words. He's going to mop the kitchen floor with your ass and then kick your ass again for not getting in the corners deep enough. I, I, really, do, I, I really do feel lucky to be able to have that guy on this, on this show. Like, Vince is awesome. Really, he's fun. Really do. You know who else is an EI? Who's that? You, my friend. Oh, you think so? I know so. I don't think so. It's not a guess. Nah. I'm an O. I'm an okay I. Okay individual. An Okie. You're an Okie. It worked out really well. I'm an Okie. We are related. I knew it. Well, we definitely are. Like German chocolate cake? Come on now. Dude, get down you're the brother that I never had. Get down I'll, on some German. Wanted. When I see that, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, there's gonna be something else. Where it, the next thing that comes is gonna be like, okay, this is getting weird now. Great stuff. Like, yeah. Great stuff. Awesome stuff, dude. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing else. To nothing say. else to say. It was a great night. Okay. Great podcast. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I know Vince enjoyed it. He did not want to get off. No, which man. Is awesome. I mean, I and. That's. I mean, I love that guy. I know you gotta. You got. You gotta get to bed. You got. You're waking up early. Uh, I got dinosaurs to catch. Tomorrow, I can't bro. wait to see what you guys get. Um, tell Diana we we said good luck. Um, and uh, yeah, man, if you guys want to come out on Saturday, it the uh, it should be a good a good deal. Even if you you know you don't want to put if you, if you don't want to be part of the dirt, just come out, hang out with us, go fishing, whatever. Just be part yeah. of the. Part of the deal. And we'll probably go grab a bite to eat when we're done, right? I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, when we, I'm not gonna. It's fine. Yes, we will. We will. Yeah. We should probably go get something to eat. Um, maybe I can order some pizzas or get there early. Order some pizzas or something. Just eat on. We could do that. We'd probably do something like that. We'll figure it out. What we're gonna do. We is will we're play gonna, it by ear. We're gonna wing this some bitch, and we'll we'll figure it out. It's gonna be fun. Can't wait. I can't wait either. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed.